We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. Hi, I'm Yui Xu. And I'm Julie Kraftchik. We're active daters turned dating sociologists. Here to dive into everything modern dating and relationships. Welcome to the Dateable Podcast. You got dating problems? We got dating answers at Brunch Talk, our weekly show where we address all of your burning dating questions. And we know there's always burning questions. That should be like a brunch pop-up. Like, you know, like one of those stands, like the advice stand. We should do this. That's a good idea. We should do this. New idea. <laughs> yeah. Some dating advice yeah. with a side of eggs or something. Yeah. I like that. I'm like envisioning like peanut style. You know mm-hmm. how like Lucy has like the advice booth? We should do it. But we will have to record it. So we'll get releases. <laughs> Make sure we can use your likeness. You're like, you can only have your eggs if you sign this paperwork now. (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) And then we force people to ask us questions like, no, you have a burning dating question. It's like an 80-year-old grandma. Like, no, I'm, I'm done dating. Leave me alone, girls. I feel like that's not a problem we'll ever face because we never have to force people to give their dating questions. It's the gift that keeps giving. (laughs) I was just at a Friendsgiving with a bunch of couples and they all had questions too (laughs) because they all went back to when they started dating, like Mm -hmm. early stage dating, and they were trying to figure out, I don't remember you saying this and I don't remember you doing that. Oh boy, here we go. It's like couples counseling. I was going to say, sometimes maybe forcing people to have questions would be better than the actual questions. Yeah, exactly. But never from you all. Never from you all. Just what we get in our personal lives. Never. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just like this question that came in, it's a great question. This person's wondering, how do you manage a new relationship? Yes. And we got a wonderful review. So thank you, CP Crocs. I think we should start reading their names because they're always amazing. I know. But CP Croc says that over the past one to two years, they've been listening to every episode and now they find themselves in a new relationship. Wonderful. We love hearing that. But their question was, now that I'm in a new relationship, how do I manage some of the stuff that comes with it? For instance, time management, shifting friendships, 
when to introduce the family, etc. It's so overwhelming, especially after you've been single for a while. You're so accustomed to living your life the single way and integrating someone else into your life is very overwhelming. The best thing to do at this stage is one, enjoy this stage in your relationship because you'll never have this again <laughs> with this person. Like early stage, just merging your lives phase of a relationship is so special. Don't rush into the relationship stuff enjoy the newness and then take it one step at a time. I know that I've been in relationships where I'm like, let's merge lives now, you know, like introducing the friends and the family and like sharing a Google calendar. And then your romance gets lost in all of that because then it all just becomes fucking logistics, which is the number one romance killer. So take it one step at a time, but really just marinate in this stage. This is such a beautiful, exciting stage. It really is. And I think one of the biggest culture shocks for me was just all of a sudden I had no time, it felt like. Mm. I went from having a lot of free time and being able to see people whenever, do my own thing. And then all of a sudden, I remember just like every night I wasn't with my partner, I was trying to fill in time with my friends because I didn't want to let those relationships go to the wayside in any way. And I realized that was great because I was still upkeeping my friendships and nothing really felt different, but I had zero time to myself and that wasn't good either. So I had to start baking that time in too. And I would say it's a work in progress. This isn't, again, like you were saying, UA, it is something that happens and you solve every, like overnight. Yes. Sometimes you need to do trial and error and see what works. Like even today, my partner and I are still like figuring out like, okay, maybe this day of the week, we do more of like a date activity that's not just, you know, watching TV. And then this night of the week, you do your own work and I do my own work and we coexist. Or if you don't have work to do, I watch a TV show or I play a game and you do your own thing. So we're still trying to balance like that time with each other and then adding like friendship in the mix and couple friends and solo gatherings. Like it can very much be overwhelming, but you don't need to have the solutions all at once and do what feels right for you. And maybe like some weeks you spend more time giving to yourself and other weeks it's more to other people outside of the relationship, but eventually you'll hit that equilibrium. It's intentional time. So make sure that whatever time you set aside for your relationship versus your friends versus yourself, it's intentional. That's what you're intending to do. Like looking back in those relationships that I've been in, I wish I would have scheduled me time because like you said, Julie, your time gets taken really fast (laughs) once you're in a relationship. And of course, you want to maximize. So you're always maximizing for more time with your friends and family, too. But don't forget me time because that's like probably more important than anything else. You don't want to lose the me time. And that's going to help you with like the slow transition into a relationship. Just don't try to do it all at once. But I also love this idea that you're saying it's like some nights are date nights and some nights are like we're just spending some time in the same room, but we don't have to be like all up on each other. Making that differentiation is also important because your partner may have different expectations for how that time is spent. Yeah, I think at the beginning, it was easy for me to do like alone time where I would go to like a workout class or like a set thing that was more routine. 
But as my relationship progressed, I started to even do more master dates where I would like go out Mm -hmm. and get sushi by myself or wine. And it kind of feels weird at first because you're like, well, I have someone to do this with. Why (laughs) would I do it on my own? But there is something really nice about just spending time with yourself. I don't think master dating is like a gateway till you have someone else and a filler. It's something that you can do even when you are in a relationship. It's probably important to have this sit down with yourself and ask, what are some things that I'm used to doing on my own that I don't want to give up in a relationship? My friend Emily is really into pottery making. She's like, after getting into this new relationship, I'm not giving that up. I'm still doing that two nights a week. So it's important to know you have a relationship with yourself first and foremost. So what are you not willing to sacrifice in that? And then go from there. I think what is so dangerous sometimes in early relationships is that you like six months go by and you're like, oh my God, I sacrificed myself. Yes, I you don't sacrificed do that. my time, right? I didn't do all the things I wanted to do. Time flew by so fast and you're going to probably end up resenting your partner or your relationship for that. So think of the relationship's additive. It shouldn't be taking away anything that you love. And it's also a good way to ask do I want to involve my partner in Mm -hmm. this thing that I really love? Like if I love pottery making so much, maybe I'll take my partner to a class and see if he likes it. You don't have to be fully merged as one. Like no relationship is like that. Or if that's the time that you're like, this is me time. I don't want to go with my partner to pottery. Don't go with your partner to pottery. Yeah, exactly. And the friendship thing too is interesting. I'm curious to hear how you've navigated it. I find it's like almost unfair to the partner to just throw them into your friend group and be like, here he is. Yeah. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> He's real. <laughs> I found it nice to like do one-on-ones with my friends, yeah. tell them about my partner and yeah. then like slowly ease them in like one-on-one time. So it's not like a big group setting. That's what I've learned. I like that a lot. And I think the times where it went well was also that, like smaller group settings. And I like the idea of easing in. You don't need to introduce someone to your friends, family, coworkers, random person you haven't talked to in five years, like whoever (laughs) it is. It doesn't need to be this declaration. I did go once to a party where someone basically like had a full on party to announce their new relationship. Wow. And it was a lot. It was probably very overwhelming for that person. A lot of people to meet all at once. I think the intention is there. It's like, I just want them to meet everyone in my life and, you know, show that they're part of my life. I like the idea of easing it a bit slower because it, I think, like strengthens the connections too. Because like, if you meet someone at like a big event and there's a bunch of people there First of all, it's going to be overwhelming for your partner, but also like how deep can they really get with each person? Yes. I appreciated meeting your partner in a intimate setting. We went to dinner and <laughs> when you I couldn't could talk. Him. <laughs> I could grill him even though I was sick and I couldn't really speak, but I did my work. <laughs> it just makes it more fair for the partner too, because friends can have more of that intimate time with your partner. And I also find that it is really intimidating when you like make an announcement all yeah. of a sudden, this like drastic announcement. I find that sometimes like you almost you want to keep the relationship just between you and your partner for a little bit 
again, it's like time you're never going to get back. So maybe you don't have to like tell all your friends right away. Just keep it a thing just between you two so you can really preserve it before you introduce other people. I'm really glad Louise was also there with us that time because if it was me, my partner, and you that couldn't talk, it would have been really awkward. (laughs) But I was writing notes. I was like using an app. I was communicating. It was like the commitment to meeting my partner is strong right now. <laughs> like this is one of my only chances. Everybody else has met him. I gotta make sure. You did feel very left behind on that. I did feel really left behind. And then the subsequent meetings with him have when been you really could talk too. Yeah. yeah, I could talk, which is a plus. Slightly better already. Yeah, but the intimate environment is so nice. It just makes it so much better to get to know someone on a more authentic level. Totally. I want to ask you about like, how do you manage, you know, your lives outside of the relationship when maybe you both have different thresholds of what's going on for you. But before we do, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, Wow. It will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the high love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATABLE at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use the code DATABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first First month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. 
Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So let's say you are the type of person, you're going to all the pottery classes, you have a ton of friends, you have a demanding job, and your partner like maybe doesn't. How do you balance that? Because I think that also brings up some stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah. And that was so pronounced during COVID yeah. when you're in each other's face every day. <laughs> and one person may not be as busy as the other person. I do find it very helpful to lay out your general schedule with your partner, like on a Sunday, when you can just prep for the week, because you're right, like, sometimes your partner doesn't know what you have going on. So they may think like you're going to be chilling the same pace as them. And it's good to just establish some like expectations. I have a really freaking busy week, Tuesday, Thursdays, I'm yeah. booked. But Wednesday, I'm all yours. Saturday night, I'm all yours. Let's make those nights as best as possible. Because it's also a good way to just exercise your communication skills is setting those expectations and letting your partner know that they are a priority. I think that's the biggest takeaway from all of this is like keeping your partner updated lets them know that you're prioritizing them. You said logistics earlier was the biggest relationship killer. I think for me, it's multitasking. Ooh, yeah. So that's what is my disdain. Like my partner hates it when I am trying to do multiple things at once and I am the mm -hmm. queen of multitasking. And at the beginning, I would like be like, yeah, let's watch TV. That'll be fun. And then I'm like on my computer or phone and it drove him crazy. So what I learned is I need to communicate and be like, okay, even if I'm sitting here, doing my own thing this is not quality time yeah like it doesn't need to be that blunt but you know what i mean like in the sense of one person can't be like oh yeah this is us chilling the other person's like mm. i'm doing 10 other things at once and i'm just you know using this as room tone so there is a disconnect right there so i learned that the hard way i think the other thing i did learn though is ask your partner like what are their needs in alone time and really understand that because i remember like i wanted to go out with friends and i didn't want like my partner didn't have plans that night outside of me mm -hmm. and i was like well i don't want him to like feel like he's at home alone i'll just invite him and see if he wants to come and he was like I want to be alone. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've been with people for two weeks because we had just gotten back from a trip. He's like, there's nothing more than what I would love to do on Saturday night is just sit here, watch TV and veg out on my own. So sometimes you think that you're not there for your partner, but you actually can be there in a different way. And then also, yes. you know, get your needs met elsewhere and be with the other people in your life.
Yeah, I just had this conversation with a friend too. She was saying with her partner, you get into this trap where you feel like you have to invite your partner because you don't want them to feel left out. And then your partner feels like they have to say yes because they don't want to let you down. So then both of you end up going unwillingly. Like both of you are not happy with the end result. So she now asks her partner, I'm inviting you to this event. It's not necessary for you to go. I'm asking you just to be nice, but definitely don't feel obligated. And then her partner then goes, oh, actually, I really didn't want to go, but thanks for the invite. I mean, the final note I'll say is that I think what's really nice about being in a new relationship, especially if you've been the fifth wheel for quite a while or the 15th wheel is probably what I was for a long time. (laughs) It's nice that you can actually do couple activities with your friends now. But I think what I've learned is there's still the need to separate that out and have your girl time or guy time or whoever time without your partner because it's different. It feels different than when everyone's together. So like I have a group of friends that we do like a monthly dinner with just us, but I probably see them outside of that with their partners and kids and whoever. Mm-hmm. And it's a totally different vibe, but it's good in different ways, both of them. So I think that's really important too, is to not just say, oh, well, I'm seeing these friends with my partner. Like I don't need to ever see them again. Like that's not a good method forward. Yeah. I used to be so guilty of that. I'm the add-on person. I like to tack on different activities into one. So it's like a friend invites me out to dinner. Ooh, I can invite my partner. And there was an other friend that wanted to do dinner that night. I'm going to just mesh it all together. And you end up just not getting a really great mix of people because none of it was intentional time. So I like separating it out in a new relationship. You're probably going to find that some friends are probably going to go away. Some friendships may not strengthen because those may have been friendships or friends that you made Mm. during a more like single social period of your life. So the friends who really matter, the true friendships will stick around and you will find yourself making more time for them. But you may not have as busy of a social calendar because you're going to learn to say no. I know that we like to take questions from our listeners, but can I request that we do like a full episode about navigating friends that are single while you're in a relationship? Because that was something that I experienced that I didn't actually think about. Like I always thought about being left behind when other people were in relationships. Right. But I didn't think about my single friends that actually didn't really want to hang out with me anymore because now I was boring in a relationship. Mm. So let's save that one. We could go all day on that one. But anyways, it shows you that there's a lot of nuance, a lot of things to think about. But all of this is additive. You have someone wonderful in your life. Don't be overwhelmed. You will figure it out. You will find what works for you. And, you know, eventually that balance will come back. But just every week, like try to carve out some time for yourself, whether that's with friends or on your own, because the more you can like strike the right balance, that's how you're going to learn. Thanks for that question. And if you'd like to send in your burning dating questions, you can email us hello at datablepodcast.com. You can DM us on Instagram at datablepodcast as a handle, or better yet, write us a rating and review five stars. And in the body of the review, you can ask your question right there, which is how this question got pushed to the top of the queue because this person wrote it in the body of their review. That's your little life hack for you. 
Or if you don't have a question, you just want to update us that you've been listening and now you're in a happy, healthy relationship, we love getting those reviews. So send those as well. Yes. Awesome. Thanks again for that question. And thanks for listening. Our brunchers, we'll see you all next week. See you next week. The Datable Podcast is part of the Frolic Media Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at Datable Podcast and visit datablepodcast.com for access to all the episodes and our premium programs. Also, make sure to subscribe today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. So you are the first to get all the latest episodes. And most importantly, stay dateable. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.